Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hey, Endless Honeymoon Podcast fans in Portland, Oregon, I and only I am coming to Helium Comedy Club July 15th through the 17th with friend of the show, Brent Weinbach, as my very special guest. Tickets are still available if you go to heliumcomedy.com. You can get a ticket and come see me. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. That's Natasha. I'm Moshe. And we have a new tone to our voice because we are now being broadcast on NPR. (laughs) Natasha, how are you? I'm good. I have some uh, news. Yes. We have received a, a bit of fan mail. Is it... Are they nice or did... They are nice. They are nice, but we've been... um. We have been called out about our uh, episode last week, and I thought it might be good for us to read this call out on the air, address it, because as we always say, the best disinfectant is sunlight. Oh, no, that's Oprah that says that. But l- I, thought, I thought it would be a good, a good chiddly chat. Cis hats don't know shit. That's right. Uh, that is the, uh, yeah, that's the t- too long didn't read version. Uh, but uh, wh- we, last week... We had a uh, a call, a caller call in our friend Cassidy uh, about her roommate that she had been finding poo poo drops uh, in the shower, and we had some laughs, and we splattered get, on the sides of the wall, splitter splattered on the side of the wall, and we got we had some laughs, and then we got this email, and I thought we should read it because hey, it's important to us that while we joke. We always make sure that we're not uh, being insensitive. And Cassidy was saying that she was pretty sure he was douching, which was douching, what, which what was what was causing this poop splatter, the butt douche in the in the only bathroom that they all share as roommates. Right. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, hey, honeymoon team! I just wanted to write in and say your interview about Cassidy uh, about her gay roommate douching struck me as homophobic at times. Okay, I'm going to just stop you there and say no, it fucking didn't, and let's move on. Uh, So that's about as much as I want to address here. No, okay. Uh, Our friend goes on to say, I wanted to clear up some details about douching because you're presumably majority straight. I think that's fair. I think our, yes, audience, although 
I hope I hope we have I feel like we have a We have cis hats galore. But I feel like we have some a bunch of queer people that call in too. I hope. I think so. Um needs to understand that gay men douching is an important part of our sex lives and our freedom, and we often face a lot of discrimination on the basis of needing to do that from straight people we cohabit with. Case in point, the caller calling saying that she wanted the gay guy in her house to move out because douching grossed her no, out. No, she said she wanted him to not do it in the ba- in the shower. I think to put a and finer. You said you should douche over the toilet. And I it, oh, it, later in this in this uh, letter, we will find out that perhaps I was incorrect. Now I do think, to Cassidy's credit and to our credit, it was not douching that was gross, but in fact, the it was the uh, residual douchetritis <laughs> that was left behind in the shower. But you know, sometimes when you make them, when you make some jokies. You end up saying something dumb or boneheaded or insensitive, and I am uh, not. I am not immune to such a thing. Would you mind not saying jokies? <laughs> See, you try your best, and sometimes you say something really stupid like jokies. Before I go any further, though, leaving poop anywhere is not a part of douching. Okay, that, that, I think that's right. Yeah, thank you for agreeing with that. And it's understandable that it's not acceptable to leave any evidence behind in a shared bathroom. Gays literally don't have sex unless, I think we should clarify, this person probably means gay, I would assume, gay men, most likely, or or mostly, uh, don't have sex unless one or both partners are douched. It's not a shit show. Therefore, if you have a sexually active gay friend in your life, this person has at some time or another douched their ass and probably does it frequently. See, I didn't know that. I did know that. I feel like a fucking idiot. Oh, really? I I didn't know that. Well, I, I was aware of this. I was aware of this phenomena. Uh, and also, you know who else does uh, the, the butt douche a lot? Hmm. Um, ad- adult film performers. Okay. Because they, you know, nobody, as Pepe, so, as Pepe said, if you're fucking up the ass, you're going to get peanut buttered. And uh, we, don't wanna, we don't want that on film. What about all the cishets out there who, ha- who like touch their boyfriend's asshole? Mm-hmm. Are they all supposed to douche too? Uh, you know what? I think that probably people, probably gay men uh, have more experience in that particular realm. And that's why they know things that we don't know. And as you said, cis hats ain't shit or something like that. Or certainly don't know shit. Okay. Uh, it's not okay to dis- express disgust at the idea of gays doing what they need to do to have sex. That's literally homophobia. Okay, but I just just to express like... Ooh, straight fragility. I hear it. Straight fragility. I straight defensiveness. I was saying it was gross to me to think of having to shower in a shower that had someone else's shit splattered on the walls around you. I, I That's do- what I thought was gross. I, not douching. Isn't that something that like our moms did? I think they all did. All of our moms did that in in, the, in 1984. We, like, because the vaginas stunk. Like that's the vaginas what... were stinky in 1984. We all know that. That's a historical <laughs> fact. I I do think, but you know, here's what I think. I think that you're right, Natasha. That what we were. This is what my my take on this letter so far is. Um, that uh, that while I do think the joke we we were attempting to make or thought we were making or were making was the jokes at, and the ill gross was about the the left behind poo poo and the the funniness of that that sometimes when you're joking around uh, especially when you're like not a member of the group that's at the sort of butt of the joke or whatever y- even if you're saying it right or even if you think you're saying it right the a person can be listening to it and going well this sounds out of touch or this these you know this sounds like they're making fun of us or not laughing with us so Maybe we were doing the right thing, but uh, it doesn't hurt to go like I. Yeah, I acknowledge that. Yeah, well, he. He. I think this person actually. He addresses it. He goes on to say, "Okay, uh, if you're not, if it's not okay with your gay, if you're not okay with your gay roommate douching in the bathroom, you share with them. You're not someone with quote high standards. You're just a homophobe. I. I, I mean, yeah. No, I agree with that. I don't think to our to your our credit that we were saying gay men douching is gross. 
But I do. But maybe in somewhere in the laughter, it's even seemed, if you have to douche in the shower, it's not gross. But you have to clean up. Yeah, I you think have that, to clean up the poo poo. We got to clean up the poo poo. Unless it's your own shower, then do whatever you want. Even in that case, I recommend cleaning up the poo poo. All douches are not equal. He goes on to say, sometimes it takes a while to do. Sometimes it takes no time at all. And sometimes it just doesn't work. And you have to give it a rain check. There's loads of different devices that we use to douche, and not all of them are created equal either. All of this can be really stressful for gays learning what works for them if the discourse around learning these things is ew gross how disgusting it is that gay how disgusting it is that gays do this then gays on that journey listening to your podcast will think of themselves as gross disgusting etc that's also homophobic i like this podcast an awful lot but it was hard hearing a bunch of straight people be grossed out about how gays have sex now i mean that is also not really a true statement we weren't grossed out how gays have sex i didn't even know that was a thing i'm just saying as a roommate don't ha- don't spray your poo poo on the shower. I, I but, but the, here here the point I'm making, and see what you think of this. I don't disagree, or in in my memory of that call, uh, I I feel the same way. We were we were joking and making fun of this person for leaving the poo poo. But if you're a gay guy and this is an issue of sensitivity for you to hear three straight people going like ha 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 roast roast roast, it's possible that even like I said, even if we were said the right thing, that you know. That I get, I, all I'm saying is I, I kind of get, I, I, I get it. I'm not saying I cop fully to it, but I, I understand that it could have felt insensitive at times or, or whatever. Or, you know, the point is we're here, we're not running, we're here, we're not queer, we're not running away from this letter it doesn't happen in the here goes the rest of the letter it doesn't happen in the shower out of laziness usually a shower attachment is required and the seated toilet position doesn't work as it means the colon is crooked now that i did not know snap moshe big time snap so you have to do it in the shower it sounds like that i didn't know maybe you have to squat i don't know i didn't know Maybe we should, you know, out of deference to the queer community, uh, maybe we should uh, go into fabricating like a, a, a specific device that we go on the shark tank with and say, hey, sh- hey sharks, uh, we're here. We're seeking a $700,000 uh, offer for 0.5% of our company called the Squat and Douche. And it's a fabricated, um, like a Chinese toilet that you would, I don't. Sounds like Mr. Millionaire would really like that. What's his name? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Millionaire. What's his name? What is that? Richie Rich's dad? Isn't there a guy named? Mr. Wonderful? Yeah, him. Um, okay. I did not know you can't do it in the seated position. Didn't know that. Yes, that means poop goes down the drain, but so does some other nasty stuff like sweat, dirt, and old hair. And your shower and your toilet drain to the same place. Okay. That's interesting too. I th- I'm getting a straight up douche lesson. A colon lesson and a plumbing lesson. Okay, I'm going to finish it because you're taking too long. All right. Uh, Okay, so then they go on to say, straight people have anal sex too. I have never met a straight couple who had anal sex and even knew what douching was. That's pretty gross to us. Why straight people are okay with getting poop on their dicks, but not okay with us taking steps to avoid that. It's shocking. Again, (laughs) okay. I, I just don't think that we were saying g- gay sex was gross. I, I and, and let me just say, if we were saying that, that's not what we meant. I think gay sex is not gross, uh, and I think it's I think it's hot. Finally, douching is funny. Gay sex is funny. Poop is funny. This is what he's saying. Gays are funny, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not complaining that it was a topic on the show, but I am disappointed that there was no gay person here to give the topic context. So it instead just turned into straight people saying, however indirectly, that gays have gross sex. This guy sounded gross, sure, but without that context, you've just shared that sentiment with your audience. Okay, okay, thank you for telling us this. You definitely ooh, helped. Ooh, straight fragility. I'm hearing <laughs> it again. Here it comes. I, listen. He this, says, sorry th- I left an essay, but this topic is important and worthy of acknowledgement if allyship is important on the show. Of course it is, and honestly, I really do like learning things, and I like understanding, and I did not know that 100% of gays had to douche or whatever, a high number, um, but that still doesn't change the fact that you shouldn't spray shit in a shared bathroom, we, which is kind of the thing I was only thing I was really commenting on. I thought, but yes, you're right. It would have been nice to have a gay guy be like, but Hey, this is part of life. So we are not backing down from the sentiment that leaving, um, <laughs> chunked out, uh, hardcore stalactites of poo poo on the wall, whether straight or gay, whether it has to do with douching or not is an inappropriate use of the roommate privilege. However, this last, um, uh, paragraph is is what i was talking about it's like even if we were saying it right i could see how it could 
I, I just can uh, I can imagine myself in the position of being a gay guy going, are they laughing at us? And that's not what we meant. Uh, exactly. Yeah, we didn't mean that. Allyship is important to us. And um, and so thank you for the information. And everybody in solidarity tonight, Natasha and I are going to do a douche and we're going to absolutely ream each other's assholes. You would love that. Hmm, maybe I would. Well, I think about that for the rest of the uh, episode. Let's take our first call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah. You were just on the cooking show, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes you an expert on cooking? I'm an expert on judging people's food. Well, I am also into judging people's food, and guess whose food I have judged, and I have judged it good. Green Chef? Yeah, you got it. Their stuff is good. It is good. Even when I cook it. <laughs> That's kind of the amazing thing. It's food so easy to prepare, even Natasha could do it. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow recipes, perfect for your keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, and even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way, it comes to your house, and it's super good. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes that go way beyond ordinary for a diverse array of meal plans and plenty of options to choose from each week. Everything is hand-picked, featuring organic veggies and high-quality proteins, Delivered to your door, pre-measured, and mostly prepped in insulated packaging. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. So you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. But no joke, we've made it and we love it. It was delicious. We made this like Moroccan chicken thing with carrots. It was so good. And I love the ability, like everything's cut for you and measured and it has always has vegetables. Yep. Feels so- healthy. And... Also, less stress. I hate having to decide what we're eating every night. It's Let them tiresome. decide for you. Go to greenchef.com slash honeymoon100 and use promo code honeymoon100 to get $100 off. That's a lot. That's a, a heck of a lot, including free shipping. Go to greenchef.com slash honeymoon100. Use promo code honeymoon100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I love an online store. I know you do. A lot of packages come with your name on it. And I always wonder how it got to me. And then I started looking into ShipStation. And I realized this is the company that makes all of this possible. If you've got an online store, take all the headache out of shipping with ShipStation. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You can import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier using ShipStation's deeply discounted rates, and automate just about any shipping task. No wonder 100,000 plus online sellers choose ShipStation. We use ShipStation when we have to send, I had to send uh, paintings out to people. Oh, you use ShipStation for that? I used ShipStation. They gave me a promo code. Was it super easy? Very easy. No matter how you sell, whether it's Shopify, Etsy, or just a bizarre pet project of send, selling your child's paintings to random people that contact I wasn't you. selling them. I was giving them for charity. ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. UPS, FedEx, USPS, anything you can do with ShipStation. It's cheaper. It's easier. Do it now. Use the offer code HONEYMOON to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, type in HONEYMOON. That's ShipStation.com, offer code HONEYMOON. Make ship happen. So we're going to talk to Julia in Fisher's Island, New York. Where's Fisher's Island? Sounds like it could smell like fish. Have you, ever, a- have you ever been to the... Um, in the what's it called in New York South Street Seaport sure. I looked for an apartment down there and the whole place reeks of like the stinkiest shrimp. Fi- it's so disgusting I don't uh, know how people Julia, live there Julia how does it smell Hi. in Fisher's Island we'd like to know it Smells really nice Oh, oh really? it does it's like the sea so yeah why Oh I was thinking like maybe it smelled like the South Street Seaport in New York <laughs> Why you've never oh. been there. <laughs> Well, I don't, I I mean, I don't know. I just was like, oh, maybe it's like a fisherman town. Do you live in the kind of, do you live in the kind of town where you drive in and there's like, um, at a, there's a curio shop that has an old fisherman statue that's been carved by a chainsaw. He's got like a yellow (laughs) slicker on and he's got like a weird hat 
and it's like welcome to fisher's island no it's uh, not you're describing like alaska this is like a really <laughs> waspy rich beach island i can right. tell from the caning on your chair <laughs> or your mom's <laughs> chair uh okay it's my mother-in-law's chair thank you i'm not <laughs> <laughs> talk to us julia why do you call from the tell island? us what's happening with mumsy and dadums <laughs> <sighs> That's my husband's family. I'm half Italian, half Jew. That's where the friction okay. comes from. Um, okay, so... We have that intra-Jewish-Italian friction in our dynamic all the time. We are you. I know, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm starting a new job. We don't really live here. We just lived here because of COVID. Because um, we lived in... New- whatever. So um, I'm starting a new job. I got a new job. We have to move. And my husband's going to take the year off. To watch our kid, yeah, it is nice, Uh, and finish his master's and deal with the move and stuff. I see you married uh, the Jewish side, not the Italian side. (sighs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) The Italian guy wouldn't be like, yeah, you know what, I'll stay home with the kids this year while I... I'm going to wait around for the, my master's and I'll, I'll just babysit. the. No, he was like, no, I wish. Are you saying that Italians don't get um, advanced degrees? Moshe? Oh, no, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm sorry. I love the Italian people. All right. Well, let's hear the rest of your story. So so he's going to become the house husband. Yeah, he already is. But um, mostly. But he's a, he's becoming a teacher and he's getting his master's. So, um, he's going to finish his master's this year while I work. He's going to deal with the move. He's going to watch our kid. Um, how old's the kid? She's fail mom, fail hard mom, fail. That took a (laughs) long time. Well, I never know whether to say like 21 months or. (laughs) Okay. So she's, she's not even in preschool. She's very young. So that's a, that's a full-time job also taking care of the baby. That's a full-time job. Right. So he'll be really busy. Plus dealing with our move and like mowing the lawn and stuff. So whatever. So, um, so I'm wondering, we, uh, combined our finances. It was my idea. was stupid. Like five or six years ago, we combined our checking accounts and it was a mistake. And I learned that and immediately unconnected them. What was the mis- Why was it a mistake? The reason I did is because I make more money than he does. So um, I thought it would just be like easier, but it was a mistake because he was threatened. It just was bad boundaries. He was threatened. No, he wa- oh, no, no. I wish he was threatened. He's but not threatened at all. Why we're, is it bad like- boundaries? Because it was just me trying to like take care of too much, I think, when I didn't need to do that. Like we could, we can just keep our stuff separate and it's fine. Okay. So you've got some secrets you're not willing to share with us. Go ahead. I mean, I do think most, most couples, I I don't know actually if that's true, but I, I thought that most couples had a shared bank account. I don't know if that's true. I, oh, I thought okay. that too, but I don't think it's true. Okay. Well, I, I would love some that, input. So I mean, I like, oh, let's do it. I clearly um you know myopic and a lot of uh my right you don't even you don't even know the gay man douche <laughs> and you're talking about a financial advice over here anyway julia so go ahead so what's the but it's your instinct that it should be separate so i understand yeah i just think for us it's healthier that way and it's and it's worked out that way i mean okay. it's been fine but he's about to not have any income and so and that's there's there's no tension around that it's just that i I'm wondering, I guess I need a little help with how to establish good boundaries with, or if I can even, with like our new situation. The reason I disconnected our our finances when back five years ago is because he just does like kind of careless things sometimes. Can you give us an example? Because you keep talking about boundaries and like, I totally get you like with your situation this is why it needs to be that way but like does he spend money that you have because he thinks there's more money or like what is the thing he's doing that's annoying um it's just dumb it's like uh he so like within a week of us um combining our finances he forgot about a doctor's appointment and then had to pay like three hundred dollars out of pocket and i was like i don't want to pay for that you know just stuff like that so you don't want your money to be in one pot Correct. Interesting. Because you're like, oh, you made a mistake. You pay for it. Kind of. Is that bad? I don't know. Because I do feel like, you know, like 
when you're married, you have kind of, but I don't know, there's a lot of different kinds of marriage, you know, but I, I did feel that when we got married that we kind of have this, like, we're in it together and, you know, my money is your money. And yeah, I, I don't, but I don't know if that's right, but it does seem like by splitting up your money, you're inevitably getting ready to not be married. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if I agree uh, with that. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel, Most of my friends have separate checking accounts and then they figure out a way to like, pay for things together and like i pay for way more since i make more money uh, and that's all fine i do feel like we're you know in it together i just feel like here i have I some know. thoughts we have different Ju- ideas about money julia i got some thoughts your all of your arguments would be holding water were it not for this new wrinkle in your narrative uh, that's happening coming up this year like I, I hear what you're saying, that there's a million different kinds of marriages and a million different kinds of boundaries when it comes to finances. And sometimes one partner makes more than the other. And sometimes the idea of combining and sometimes one partner spends more foolishly or wastefully than the other. And the idea of combining incomes doesn't make sense in those contexts. However, you who already make more money than your partner are also becoming the only moneymaker in the upcoming year. And he is volunteering to, and the idea of being a house partner or whatever is, I'm allowing you to go out and work, and I am an equal partner in this relationship by doing the labor that you'll be unable to do while you go be the professional. Because a nanny for your kid would be like $50,000 a year probably. So, So therefore, I think that coming up this year, and you can revisit this this topic next year, uh, but coming up this year, I think it's very obvious that what you have to do, you just have to give him a, cut him a card from your, Mm -hmm. from your account and give him the card. And here's the the important part. Like you don't, don't be checking every single time he does makes a financial mistake. Like let him go because you married the guy that sometimes forgets hospital visits and Moshe's this is Moshe's um, advice because he's the guy who forgets hospital visits and can't find his wallet and Uh and he's like hey but you're the person that goes to a a vintage shop and all of a sudden we have like a a absolutely unnecessary like Thai chaise lounge coming to you know and it's like I can't be like we're in a different situation because Natasha and I we both bring money to the table here and she so it's not like one partner is is insanely unequal and you're talking Mm -hmm. about one partner not working at all so all i'm saying is like at this point he's like a fully vested member in fisher island family inc and it's time for you to cut him a corporate uh credit card that's what i think okay okay good i actually did that today um but yeah i don't want to like infantilize him or anything but you you think no rules or no hold on hold on i i have a few follow-up questions so first of all do you feel that by making him pay for the $300 doctor visit that he that he fucked up himself will kind of teach him a lesson and will make him not do stuff like that again or are you just like fuck that I'm not you can't have my money that's my money for a rainy day kind of thing? Uh kind of the second one. I don't I don't feel like I should have to teach him his right. you know financial literacy i feel like it's just easiest if he doesn't have it he can learn it or not learn it but that way it's not affecting me as much i also think it might be hard to um to be in a relation i think there's definitely i don't know if 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 i'm the right person if we're the right people like you might need to talk to someone else too like how do you keep it up for someone who when you're making all the money I don't know I I feel like there's just some dynamics that might come into play do you think real question this is not a it's happened to me before I don't know you know it's like sometimes it's not a gotcha question okay because and I see also that you have that I hear you that you've had this experience in your personal life before Natasha but do you think that you would be asking that question if this was a man calling in saying my wife is going to be taking the year off and no because men's sex drive is different what do you mean They'll fuck any anybody. Oh, so it's a moot, it would be a moot point. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I think that like I I mean I don't know I'm 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 a 
cishet normie, like in terms of like. Honey, no, you're not. Don't you ever say that about yourself. <laughs> I'm kind He's, of old fashioned in that way, but I'm just saying well, it's something to let's ask, just look out for and, and how. And, and, and I think the answer, if I had to spitball, would be just by really acknowledging his contribution and monetizing it in a way, you know, realizing like him staying home all day, like it can't be his favorite thing. I don't like staying home all day with a kid. And, you know, he's, he wants to intellect, you know, he's, he's studying. It's, it's, so it's like, he is for this greater good. Like he's, he's going to eventually be a teacher. So I think it's like just really acknowledging his contribution whenever you're starting to feel like wanting to like, cut him off or hoard or whatever it is yeah you know is it true though julia is that resonating with you that there's a is there any worry that you have that as the year goes on and your husband doesn't work and doesn't make any income that you'll be like even though you signed up for it that you'd be like look at this guy not even making money sucking off my my financial teat over here we're kind of already in that groove so i'm not that worried about it but that is a problem i mean that's something we've like kind of already worked through. I feel like I have a lot of friends who have the, where the tables are turned this way and it is a thing, even though it shouldn't be a thing, but it is. Right. Well, I think, you know, hopefully for our daughters, it won't be a thing, but like right. we're at the last vestiges of like this old way of thinking how our parents taught us to be, which is kind of old fashioned and that, you know, the man will take care of you. And, you know, I think it's amazing that like so many women are, working now and you know this and and by the way I just went away for a month and Moshe took such great care of our child and they're so close now and he was like waking up at 7 30 and making her lunch and then like you know reading her stories and bath time at night and he's having to do every single one of the things that we used to split up and like I'm really impressed with him and now it's like gonna make our family so much better because I can really rely on him. And now I, I'm not going to be so worried to take another job. And same with you. It's like, this is definitely going to be good for him to take this on because now you're going to have this more equal partnership with the kid and it's just healthy and good for your family. And so that's another thing you can focus on, you know, just, just the fact that you, you're one of those women who can really rely on your husband for that. And maybe he's naturally like that, but I think that's a really positive thing. Maybe in this coming year, you guys could get into like serious sexual role playing where you're like extremely dominant and he's like your little, mm-hmm. pig, he's like your little pig servant boy. And that's <laughs> part of it. You know what I mean? And so you mm-hmm, do like what's mm-hmm. called financial doming. If he's a good little piggy, you cut him a check, you know, like oh, you go, oh, you took such good care of the, the kids this weekend here, piggy. And you throw like a wad of cash at his feet. That could be yeah. a fun game for the two of you. I'm sure he'd love it. By the way, and don't ask him. Just enter into it unilaterally without even talking to him about it. He'll love it. Trust me. Maybe he should get into that on his own on the side to make some money. <laughs> I'll make some money. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely like Moshe's idea to not count the money. And and I think also, isn't there well, a way to like... I have some questions. At, well, uh, just practically speaking with the credit card, isn't there a way to just like put five grand in every month you know so it's like replenished or you know so i it's- think i'll just tell him like well we have to have a but it's not like there's no budget but um i'll just say like aim for this amount of spending each month like we both are collectively and then like you would in any budgeting situation what i don't like and here's my question your thing that you're describing it sounds to me correct me if i'm wrong like you're kind of annoyed with his level of financial responsibility, not that he's like in financial freefall and causing actual scary damage to your finances. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, it's, it's not that I don't trust him. It's just um, I feel like there should be some kind of rules or something. And maybe I'm thinking too much. I think personally, me, I feel like especially because he's taking on the responsibility of the kids. Yeah, you're thinking too much. If you were describing a person who were like, I can't trust my husband with a credit card. When I leave town for the weekend, I come back and there's like Tiffany lamps and there's, you know, like there, there's, there, there, you know what I mean? Like He's had all the chairs recane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He bought, he, bought a, he bought a teak yacht for the Fisher Island Exploration Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say you got to put him on a budget. But but you're already in a situation where we've all acknowledged that even though it's kind of misogynistic and patriarchy uh, to even think that he's, you know, in a non-traditional man position, it's reality. He's already in that position. So if he also has you coming in going like, tut, 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 don't forget your yeah, 300. Yeah. That's just an invitation for him to feel like he's not a man. He's not 
He's not uncomfortable being in this role. I got just you. He's your little piggy. I get it. I'm just saying, no. don't make the piggy even He's more. comfortable with his. And also, it's it's really positive, I think, for your daughter to see that you're the one, I you agree. know, going out and making money right now. And, you know, you probably will be when she's, you know, a little more conscious. I guess she's only two. But, you know, it's it's a that's a cool role model for kids, too. And at two, at two real talk, that is a, a full-time at job. So it's like, it's not like he's... You know, well, he has those three naps he can like oh, that's do some true. studying during, but he's going to be a little exhausted too, you know. So maybe there is, may, maybe eventually you might have to work some babysitting into the budget, you know, so he can have a little and that you guys can go on dates and like make sure that he's not completely depleted because it is a fucking hard job, especially that age. Buy him a leather jacket at some point in the year and be like, you're just such a tough, badass guy. I just feel like you need a leather jacket to go with how cool and badass you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mom. <laughs> Mr. Mom. That's the worst. Have I talked about that on this podcast? I don't know. That's the worst. That's how little. Oh, we yeah. get a lot of that. Oh, yeah, oh right. sorry. I zone out a lot. I know when I talk. <laughs> yeah. She said you've said it three times. All right. All right. I only have so many bits. <laughs> Julia, I hope we've helped. Does that seem like a, a workable thing? Cut him a credit card. Don't check yeah. up on him too much. Don't not within the realm of reason. But I think. I think you're in for a really fun. And, and if your pussy stops getting wet, you just have to really remember all of the positive things about him and what he's doing and how much money he's saving you. Great call. Thank you guys. I think you're right. I just need, <laughs> I just need to not, I just need to chill. That's right. It sounds like you need to chill. I mean, you're the, it, it, it's clear who you are. You're the, you are the alpha in this family and that's good. They have, no, but it's true. I don't mean that in a like. I don't want to be that alpha, but it is but, true. But it's true. You're, you. It's that. Sometimes there are dynamics, and and that is the dynamic here. And you just have to like let him be his his self, and let yourself be yourself without being too much of yourself. <laughs> I have to do that too. <laughs> we both have to pull back mm-hmm. our 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 ugliest impulses so that the better parts of ourselves can thrive, and we're the better for it sometimes. Of course. All right. Thanks, guys. All, All right. right well, good luck, Julia. Thank you so much. Good night. Bye. Alpha, Bye. alpha. Bye. Oh, 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 oh. Hell yeah. You love when I go make money. I do love it. It makes me like feel a little uncomfortable because I'm like, well, I'd rather like, I want to stay home with the kids sometimes. Well, because you've got like a kind of an old school sensibility with a new school income. <laughs> You're like, why am I out here making good money when I could be just like, popping my feet up on a chaise lounge and eating bonbons. There's a part of you that's like still... Like Why don't you go make money? I do make money. But I mean, just all year. And then I'll, I want to take a year Instead off. Instead of you, you mean? Yeah. That's not the dynamic in our relationship. I would like it to change. Okay. Well, then we'll have to make some severe changes in the way that we operate as a family in terms of spending. No more, no more mink moo-moos. Okay. <laughs> No more um, Swartorovsky crystal uh, decanters. No more um, uh, Louis XIV um, uh, antique uh, um, makeup poofs. No more Ming vases. Things are going to have to change around here. All right. Well, listen, there's someone who I want to call because they're in New York and we have to call them now. Okay. Well, listen, we have to give it a little context before we do it. A few, uh, I don't know, a month ago we had, or two months ago, we had a caller call in and say she's from New York City. And during the pandemic, all of her friends got either married or moved away. And then the pandemic was chilling out and she found herself friendless in New York City, and we offered to set her up on some friend dates. She came onto our live podcast, if you listen to that, and we did a dating game type of situation where she picked one of the three women, and we sent them out on a platonic friend date, and now they're here to talk to us to see how this date went and see if they're friends to this day. I'm curious. So we are going to call Jessica and Vanessa in the Big Apple, as I call it, but a lot of people call it the city that never sleeps but a lot of people call it nyc but a lot of people call it i don't know another word for it don't you think there should be a service to find a friend yeah adultfriendfinder.com i mean there definitely should be that okay let's, let's you're right. should we start that friends how do you do that i mean i've always found it very creepy when you're on a dating app and someone says is like i'm just here for friends it's just like what why why did you come here you on a lot of dating apps recently no but i used to be honey before we started dating Weren't you kind of just there for friends too? No. You're like, I'm just here for friends who want to fuck. Yeah. That's the part that makes it more than friends. 
You know when they say, I, I'm interested in you more than friends? They mean, I want a bangaroo. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Have you noticed that my luscious locks are looking lovely? I have, and I swear to God, I just started using Function of Beauty, Function of Natasha hair product. Mm-hmm. My hair looks good. It does look good. It looks better now. It's shimmering. It's shimmering. I it's took the quiz. Groovy. It didn't doesn't weigh down my hair. I can even use the conditioner, and I really don't understand how they did that. All I did, I actually didn't even... I, I had the podcast producer. I told her what my hair was like. She mm-hmm. filled it out. And so if you have a it's producer, perfect. if you have a producer, <laughs> but you don't have three, literally three minutes to fill out a hair <laughs> quiz, you can do it like Natasha did. Or you can just go there. Go there yourself. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon and let them know that you heard about our show and they'll give you 20% off your first order. You know, me, me and Moshe, we're like, I think our hair is connected to our good mood. Like, Absolutely. I hate, if my hair looks bad, I'm having a bad day. Yeah, you go to this website, you tell them what kind of hair you have. Is it oily? Is it frizzy? Is it curly? Whatever. What are your hair goals? You pick your fragrance and they send you a super cute bottle of shampoo and conditioner with your name on it. Functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon to let them know you heard about it from us and get 20% off your order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash honeymoon and we'll see you there. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Don't you think that everybody needs a little bit of therapy, someone to talk to? Uh, yeah. Especially now after what we've all lived through in the last year. Uh, yeah. Even one might say you and I need some special help therapy. Sorry, I just can't stop thinking that I have two therapists right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't even have one therapist, there's never been an easier time for you to make that leap. Listen, I get it. Going to a therapist can be really scary. It's like a first date. But the internet has made it so easy. You and can talks- talk to great people who aren't even in your city anymore. Yeah, Talkspace hooks you up and makes it so easy and cheaper. And you get more access to your therapist. So all you got to do is go to Talkspace. Fill out what your needs are psychologically, and they can help with all kinds of stuff. They can help with with anxiety, couples therapy, individual therapy, if you're having addiction issues, if you're depressed, all that kind of stuff. They can find somebody to help you now. Why wait? And it's so nice to get unbiased feedback and advice from a licensed professional. It's it's refreshing. It's not burdening your friends with the same thing over and over. And, and these people hear this shit all the time. I actually feel sorry for therapists right now because they're probably hearing the same stupid shit. But at least they have some wisdom and some experience and hopefully can help you. You could be happier than you currently are. And the only thing you have to lose There's nothing to lose. Just do it. There's thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with. You can also send them text messages. You can do live video scheduling. You can do unlimited messages with your therapist. Anyway, we cannot recommend this service enough. Truly, there is no excuse not to get better right now. Go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code HONEYMOON. Start feeling better with a single message match with a licensed therapist. Go to Talkspace.com. Get 100 That's a lot. $100, $100 off your first month with the promo code HONEYMOON. That's $100 off when you use promo code HONEYMOON at Talkspace.com. Hello, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. And hi, Jessica. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're great. This is so exciting. It was a, our first real good follow-up, except for the guy that was cheating on his wife with poetry. You guys are the, <laughs> <laughs> the a, a positive follow-up. Um, so how did our uh, adult friend finder date work? Yeah. Tell us what you did. Oh, you got, it's a thumbs up. Oh, God. Wait, thumbs it, up. Wait, hold on. Are you guys... I don't want to spoil the surprise, but tell us what you guys did. We went to brunch uh, in the East Village. Where'd we you go? Went to this place called Ferns. Okay. I don't know that place. And it was delicious. We had some drinks. We had food. We want to thank you guys so much for treating us. Wait, we paid for that? What the fuck, Laura? <laughs> Are you fucking Wait, kidding me? Wait, our producer me? didn't tell us we paid for it. No, 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 How many no, drinks no. did you get each? Yeah, seriously. What did you get? Are you you want to know for real? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, tell us. I got a biscuit with fried chicken, <laughs> an egg, and an egg on it with like hot sauce oh. and dressing, and it was 
fucking delicious. That sounds real good. Vanessa, what'd you get? I got like a scramble and then I got an Aperol spritz. Ooh, an Aperol spritz. You want to know a secret about an Aperol spritz? I was yeah. in, we were just talking about this yesterday. When I was living in Rome, uh, everybody was drinking Aperol spritzes and I didn't really know what they were. And I was like, yeah, I'll get an Aperol spritz. And I'm pretty sure I had a whole, co- I've been sober for 20 years. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I had a whole cocktail. And then like, it didn't really taste, they're not that strong, right? no so i was like i drank i think a whole cocktail and then like a month later realized i was like oh i straight up just drank a cocktail in rome so i get it i get the i get the appeal so you had an aperol spritz and a scramble and were you guys just vibing or what yeah Yeah. we had a great convo what'd you have in common um we love comedy podcasts Mm -hmm. how much did you talk about the endless honeymoon podcast quite a bit Oh, yeah, <laughs> you guys are made made for each other. And and was there was there any follow up? Have yeah. you guys seen each other since? Are you friends to this day? We haven't seen each other oh, since, no. but I think that oh. <laughs> we we've will. been texting. We've been texting. All right. So you think you're gonna hang again? Yeah. Yeah. I... Do do we have to pay for it, or can you guys like <laughs> fund your own date? We can fund our own dates. <laughs> hey, was it weird or awkward at all to go on an adult date with a, a non-romantic adult date? Was there any kind of like, this is weird? Or were you just like, was it just like, this feels good? I didn't find it that weird or awkward. Did you? No. I was like a little nervous, but I'm just like a little shy in the beginning. Did you? We find- can tell from your scramble in April spritz. Whereas like, <laughs> Jessica's like, I got a turkey. I got a fried chicken sandwich with ranch and hot sauce and a, two fried biscuits. And we put some ketchup on that motherfucker. And then I ordered 16 champagnes. And Natasha's, <laughs> she's like, just, just like digging into like a quadruple biscuit. And there's like hot sauce dripping down her chin. With like, ranch. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Vanessa is like you know i'm actually a little shy actually (laughs) (laughs) but vanessa it's kind of cool to have friends like that right who are like a little more you know they can help and especially now maybe your next your next date can be like in a more social setting like it'd be it's always fun to have someone like jessica who's like the little more outgoing you know not that you're not uh, not outgoing but like more out there in the traditional sense like in a in a in a social setting and then you guys you know hang out together and I'm loving this. What, what do you think, guys, uh, in terms of what advice would you give to other people in your situation where you're both post-pandemic, feeling feeling a little lonely, feeling the blues? Like, what would what advice would you give to our listeners who are looking for friends like you did? Um, I would say to write um, an email to your favorite comedians <laughs> and see if specific. they will pay for you to go on a friend date. I love this. I love the, you guys. Uh, and Vanessa, what do you think? What's your takeaway from this experience? Um, I, I just like put yourself out there, I guess. Uh, Jessica and I had a conversation about like, because uh, I'm from California. So being a transplant is a little bit hard. So we were just talking about how, um, how difficult it is to find friends, especially in your 30s. But if you just put yourself out there and like find people that you have stuff in common with, you can really make some cool friends. And I'm really, I'm really hoping that Vanessa and her husband start performing their music live so I can go see them. They have a new video and it's awesome. Oh, you guys are, you guys are like bedroom musicians and trying to work up the courage to get out there? Well, my husband and I have both been musicians for like 10 years, but we just started making music together. Cool. So hopefully one day. Hell yeah. What kind of music is it? Uh, it's like electronic pop. Send us some. We'll play it on the podcast. If okay. it's good, it might be bad, and then we probably won't. No, we will. We'll do, do it Do we regardless. have to pay you to play your music on yeah. our podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to pay for a licensing fee. No, no, no. We're not that cool. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that worked out, and hopefully Same. this is the beginning of more people putting themselves out there. If you do feel like you're in need or want of we'll a friend, especially after this treacherous time we've all been through in in so many different ways you know it's all been very personal and everyone's been on their own journey but i was just in fucking atlanta for a month by myself and i had to quarantine for 10 days in this like corporate apartment and i was like how the fuck did people do this you know because like i had 
I had the oh, you distraction. mean by themselves? Yes, by yourself. It wasn't. It's not like it's that cool to go outside in the, in the early part of the pandemic. And like they were telling me I couldn't go outside. And, you know, it was just like very intense. And I, you know, I would always complain that I had like endless housework and endless chores and the baby. But like at least there was distraction. So like I totally feel for that. And like how could you not come out of that in, with like a slightly different perspective and wanting to meet some new people and you know you're you're changed in a way and so I don't know I, I think it's really positive um, Vanessa will you and your husband make a song about your um, experience uh, meeting up with Jessica and then we'll play it on, <laughs> on the podcast it doesn't have to have words like <laughs> just uh, instrumental um, yeah we can definitely work on something like that right. and send it to you guys it can be five seconds long and we'll play the shit out of it actually the okay. shorter it is the better and, and okay <laughs> and uh, uh, and Jessica what's the what's the spread on the Dustin Poirier uh, Conor McGregor fight this weekend where should I put my money why would she know that aren't you a gambling person yes I am and do have that information but um i'll i'll i'll, I'll privately dm you oh so you're not legally allowed to announce on a podcast but you can privately dm someone the information <laughs> okay great uh all right well you guys are the sweetest and cutest and i hope that this is the beginning of a great friendship and even if it isn't i hope that it was a wonderful experience and thank you for coming back on it was thank you guys so much this was so much fun it was awesome for okay sure. you. see you soon good luck bye and goodbye Natasha, I want to eat chicken and biscuits with some new people. I know that were they were sweet. I mean, I it's, it must it's got to be a little. I I liked what Vanessa was saying. Like it's got to be a little awkward in your thirties to be like, hey, I need a friend. But like people need people, and if you're not in a relationship, and not everybody is, like people need. And even if you are in a relationship, people need friends, and they need to. Sometimes I worry about my mom because she moved down here, you know, and she's seventy, and she had all these friends up in the Bay Area, and now she only hangs out with my stepdad and us. And I'm like, you should get out there and have a friend but i imagine the as the years go by it's more and more difficult mm. to be like i need a friend i'm gonna make myself vulnerable maybe i'll go get a hobby you're just like fuck it i'll stay home my dad is kind of inspiring that way he's always like i mean he does hang out in a lot of bars but he always has a bunch of friends he's always like picking up friends at the airport he's like going to friends in the condo he's got friends down here he's going to see his friends band play he's like always doing stuff whereas like i don't think my mom has many friends i think i'm gonna be like your dad when i'm old i think i'm gonna be like me and the boys are gonna go play some board games <laughs> be like 85 that's cute yeah it's worth it i think you will be too you need people too i think the lesson here is we both need people that aren't each other mm. yes but also we need each other yes you know why? Why? Because I love you. Oh, I love you too.